Welcome everyone to episode 116 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today I talked with a Philadelphia rapper. His name is Black. Black is also good friends with our former guest King Champs, and he's a part of Dead Wrong Records with him and Azan. I talked today with Black about his evolution as an artist. Uh, he used to be into a lot of R&B and hip-hop as well, but he kind of leaned more towards hip-hop because of the lyrical flows and storytelling. Um, and we talked about his recent recording of his EP and everything and where he's headed with that creatively. I really loved his overall stance about himself as an artist, just wanting to you know, lead with a purpose. Uh, we also talked about live performances, which we've talked about before on this show, but specifically you know, the type of shape that it takes to be in to perform live. And he talked about wanting to get back out there and do more shows. Uh, soon especially to perform the new music and we talked about dead wrong records potentially doing another um, compilation which obviously champs if you follow him he's talked heavily about that as well as his own album Uh, so the whole camp really just doing incredible things and obviously i'm looking forward to hearing more from black especially since i just started following him and what he's doing Uh, and his overall goal is just you know to have a family and to you know be successful over a long period of time i think is nothing short of incredible and I really hope he's able to accomplish those I think he's already doing that in a lot of ways already so you know shout out to him and thanks for his time and I really hope you guys enjoy this one uh so without further ado let's get into it welcome everyone to episode 116 here on the proven knowledge podcast this is the creator series and today we have a really dope MC out of Philadelphia He's a good friend of King Champs, who we had on this show last year. And I really thank this guy for reaching out. I'm looking forward to talking to him today. Goes by the name of Black. How are you, man? Uh, man, I cannot complain. I cannot complain. Glad to Thank have you here. Fun. Glad to have you here, man. And once again, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for, you know, wanting to be on the show today. You know, to start off every episode, we kind of have the guests give a bit of background. You know, how did you get into music? How long have you been doing it? Uh, basically, for those that don't know you, just give a simple introduction. Oh, man. Uh, so, first things first, um, Black stands, my name is Black, but from West Philadelphia. Um, Black stands for, like, believe like a king. Um, and basically, you know, my name came from a wise man that, uh, you know, helped me believe, you know, what it is to be black in this commu- black in your community or just a man, period. Other than, other than my father and my oldest brother, you know. So basically, you know, he, uh, you know, he taught me like what's this and what's that, and um, what it mean for this over here, and what it means for that over here, you know. Mm-hmm. And basically, anything that you really do or anything that you do is greatness, and like it's like golden, whatever you do, you know. So that's why I name it "Believe Like a King" because you gotta believe in yourself no matter who mm-hmm. thinks otherwise. Like, yeah. I love that because I didn't I didn't know it was an acronym either. So I think that having that meaning behind it gives it gives the music a purpose too. You know what I mean? So when people hear it, they kind of draw from the story of like who you are as a man and who you are as an artist yeah. as well. So I think that's great because that shows that you know you actually have like a reason for being an artist and everything. Kind of present yourself, and every time you get new fans and everything, they'll hear that in the music too. Uh, so I'm curious to know like. What got you into hip-hop specifically, especially, like, lyrical hip-hop? Because I know, like, you and Champs, especially, just from hearing your guys' music, it's very lyrical, very, like, old-school influence and everything. So, like, 
what kind of led you to that route as far as like your own music? Oh man, me and Sense, man, you know, that background with me with music, it's like I've been listening to Biggie, Tupac, Jay Z, 50 Cent, Wiz Khalifa, Tiger. Um, who else? Uh, Davies, Jada Kiss. Um, I haven't listened to KRS One yet. I'm not. I'm so serious. But, but most definitely Rick Ross, Meek Mill, uh, Cassidy, Gilly the King. You know everybody's the music. But my background, I listen. I used to listen to R and B, like old school R and B and all that. So that's what transpired me, like you know, getting the music, and then when I found hip, found hip hop, it was like, damn, all right, I, I like this, cause my oldest brother he rap, and my older cousins he they rap too, mm-hmm. and, you know, many of other friends rap. King Sense, I met him through his brother Zach, who made the beats and all them. So you know, he made the whole album for Dawn of the Dead. So basically, man, the hip hop for me, man, that is kind of like self-expression, and it's like. It's really free. It's like really like you speak what your truth is. That's what I love. That's what I love. Yeah. So obviously you you mentioned like Meek Mill, right? So he's probably one of the bigger artists come out of Philadelphia in the last like ten years, especially in hip hop as well. So like, how do you view you know kind of the scene in hip hop in Philadelphia? You know what I mean? At least from your perspective, like, is there a lot of different artists kind of just doing it more underground, or is it kind of getting more spotlight now as opposed to where it did like 10, 15 years ago? Like, how do you view that from your perspective? So for the underground scene, you know, for the underground scene, it's like, it's a real hard, it's a real hard grind because, you know, some people like, you know, all right, you know how Chicago drill is now? Yep. They got, got, they got that in Philly now. Mm -hmm. So everybody really looking for drill more than, you know, factual rap or conscious rap or anything. So that underground for all that is kind of hard because you really got to promote and you really got to say something to get to grasp people's attention. That's one thing we do over here dead wrong. And one thing I always want to do, always want to grasp your ears, not just, you know, my visuals or not just because of, like, the pics I will post or anything, but my words itself, you know, you got to grasp, you got to really grasp you for real, mm-hmm. so... That's what I say. Yeah. The, the, the whole, you know, it got to really grasp your attention for yeah. you underground like this. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I think it kind of goes that way, like, anywhere now, too. And especially with so many artists, it's like you kind of got to find a way to set yourself apart, too. Because exactly. you don't want to just be out here doing what everybody else is doing. You want to set your own path and make your own lane and everything. So I definitely see, like, where you're coming from in that regard. As far as, like, mm-hmm. dead wrong, obviously, because I know, like, I know of Champs, I know of Azan, because, like, on the episode I did with Champs, like, he really, like, praises Azan for, like, his beat making and, like, his skills to put, like, two and two together. So what do you think, like, is your role in the group? You know what I mean? Are you, like, more of just kind of you come in and you'll finish these tracks that they have going already or you're kind of just making stuff from scratch as well? Like, how does that kind of go from where you're sitting and how do you view them as, you know, collaborators and, uh, you know, working with them closely? Man, let me tell you something. First things first, Azan is my fucking dog, man. I'm sorry, but this is my, that's my dog, man. Like, man, listen, we grew up in high school together from ninth grade. I think he switched over, though, to a new school, to Overbrook. 
But regardless, I kept in touch with him. Like, if you seen the messages I'd be sending this man, like, I need these beats quick. Bro, I need these beats. Whenever you ready, bro, I know you busy. I know you at work. Like, bro, I need these beats. I be blowing this man phone up. <laughs> especially with the day, especially dawn of the day, there was no, there was no, there was, like, no hesitation. Like, bro, I need him. I need it. Like, King Sam's in the zone, they know what they doing. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn, like, I can't have them hold my hand through this whole thing. That's why I had to learn as well. Like, look, looking at them and seeing them do it. Like, I be seeing him, like, getting on these podcasts, getting all these other stuff. I'm like, how are you getting all this? And not, right, you got it, and you went it out and got it yourself. Right, so now I got to do my own thing as well. Yeah. And the group, like, the group in t- like the group itself will tell you, like, Azan really knows exactly what he doing. And King Sam's got a blueprint. You just got to follow it. Mm-hmm. And whatever you do, stay busy. Go in the studio. I got in the studio. I set them two tracks for my new EP that I'm about to drop soon. They love it. So I, I kept on doing it like that. Mm-hmm. But with collaborators with all that, I want a song with Sam. So I want to go bar to bar with him. I want to hook with uh, Azan. I think he on my EP as well. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to try to get that. I'm really I'm going to push, my, I'm gonna push myself to get that. Mm-hmm. But both of them, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't play with them boys. Man, Don't do it. It's crazy. I got to get Azan on the podcast now because, like, that's two people now that have kind of told me the same thing about him. So I've, I got to pick his brain a little bit. Like, I got to I gotta reach Please. out to him and get him on here eventually. But, like, I know, like, for Shamps because I'm trying to think. I think I did that interview in, like, May of last year. So it's been, like, over a year now. But, like, I follow mm-hmm. him on, like, Twitter and Instagram and everything. And he's always doing interviews. Like, he he's done so many more podcasts than even just mine. Like, radio and everything. He can't sit down. Yeah. And just promoting his music, getting on there, playing his tracks for people. It's like, that's inspiring because it just goes to show that he really cares about what he's doing. He's putting himself out there and trying to get, you know, new fans and get himself in front of people. So it's like, you kind of, you really do. You got to put the legwork in, especially when you don't have a lot of people around you to kind of help you at first. It's like, you know, you got to get out there and just start doing things and trying things and see what works. So I definitely commend both of them for that. And I commend you for that yeah. as well, because it looks like you're you're doing that same thing as well now with your music and uh, just trying Dude, to get it going, man. man. So most definitely, because yeah, it, it like it's what any what any young artist needs to understand, or any new artist needs to understand, or just got signed artists. It is you can be hot here, but you can drop instantly mm-hmm. within tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, not going to just keep on your train. It's going to be another person with the next train. That probably got better liquor over here, better service over here, better food over here. And they're going to have that party train going wild. Mm-hmm. My train looking dope because they hopped on that one. I got to keep my train entertained, enter, entertained, and what's the other word we're looking for? You know, um, entertaining, you know, focused on me mm-hmm. more. Like, nah, like it's a, it's a competition the way yeah. you look at it with basketball, boxing, anything. This this rap game is really competition. Either you in it or you're not. They mm-hmm. can't wait on you. Yeah. That's why he told me, get in the studio, keep writing, and get out there. You can't just sit down and say, oh, I made a song. They ain't going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. It's really about, too, like the consistency over time and kind of evolving over time as well. Because like yeah. you just said, you could, you could think you have it all figured out at one point and you're at the top of the mountain. And then exactly. it'll, it'll change pretty pretty quickly. And then you're like, well, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Because this, this isn't working anymore. So you always have to kind of be 
looking out for what is next. You know what I mean? Like, what can I do next to kind of continue to grow as an artist and, you know, like we always say, gain new fans and gain an audience and everything. And so I definitely think that's something that everybody should, you know, look out for, even outside of hip hop too, just like if in music in general, because uh, that's always important. So you just mentioned like, you know, sitting down, writing records, you know, being in the studio, obviously you're working with Azan with a lot of this production and everything. What's the process like for you like right now? Are you more of just you're going in and taking like a few days on a couple songs or you're going in in one day and doing like a good amount of songs, like five or six songs? Like, How many songs are you doing like let's just say in a day or in a week right now at least? Right now, so right now I'm working like a full-time job, part-time. I'm not, well, half, half the time I'm working on my full-time job. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I, when I got my off days, when I'm out with my girl, um, handling business, handling some things with her, or, you know, having a little me day, I'll be in the studio probably knocking out at least one or two songs. But if I, if I didn't have a job, I would have been knocking out like three or four. And had some type of income coming in somewhere and just going in the studio, lock in for at least a good like two, three hours and jump out and go on about my day. Mm-hmm. The write in the writing process is like I don't I don't punch in when I record. I actually sit down and write everything. Like I don't want no ghostwriter. None of that. Like I hate a ghostwriter. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like that ghostwriter stuff, it's not genuine to me. It's not, you know, it's not Legit to me. I don't mind having people, you know, input in it. I, that's cool. Like, you can say this why I say this not cool. I, I would definitely put credit in for you for that, but if you write my whole rap out for me, I'm not going to rap it and record it because it's not coming from me. It's coming from you for real, for real. So, you know, it's like the writing process, I sit down and write, and the recording process, you know, it's just like I do like one or two songs, probably three, and just keep it moving like that the next day or next week, next month. Yeah. So have you ever found it challenging as far as balancing all that? Because obviously, like you said, you have, you know, your personal life and your relationships and everything. Like what, have you ever faced any challenges with that as far as like keeping it all kind of afloat, I guess? Yeah, because, you know, life get a hold on you, man. Like, all right, like the dawn of the day, I, I vote. I was writing to it. And while I was writing to it, it's like my bad. It's a bug out here. It's trying to fight with me, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um. I was writing to it, and while I was writing to it, it's like, it was hard, because I got this over here, I got coronavirus, I got, I got, uh, multiple things going on, I'm in the crib with, like, a bunch of people, noises everywhere, and fast forward, finally got the EP done, but, you know, we trying to promote it, I want to promote it outside, coronavirus out, I don't want to get sick. And plus my job, you know, I'm taking much time trying to work, trying to get studio time. And, you know, it's hard because studio time, you need money for that. Yeah. You can't just walk in and say you need the stuff. Mm-hmm. But the best way for you to do it is save up money now and just get your own stuff and put it in your room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's time consuming. Like, you got to have a good day for you to record, a good day for you to write, and a good day just to, you know, clear your mind. Because this, this rap is not, rapping is not, it's not a game. It's really like mental. Everything. Have you ever thought about eventually maybe doing like getting into engineering or getting into producing your own stuff, or are you just gonna kind of focus on 
the rap and nothing else? Or have you thought about it? No, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely trying to get into that. I'm just learning, you know, step step of the way. I take baby steps. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump into it, brush into it. I be learning here and there from, like, you know, every other uh, aspect of it. Like, I be learning from design. I be learning from uh, a couple other people. I know this guy named Too Shy. That's my that's my man. He uh, found my way. He made that beat. And he, you know, I've been learning from him when I was younger in high school how to make my own beats. I made my own beat one time. It was a diss track. But <laughs> it was like a melody little uh, diss track. I don't know how, but it worked. It worked. And it got him. But it, um, you know, but I would definitely love to produce my own beats and definitely would love to do, engineer my own, um, my own music if, uh, Anybody can't get it right then and there, mm-hmm. like at the time. Yeah, because that goes into like when you get to that level. I think it's like then you have so much more freedom. I think like obviously yeah. you got to figure out how to kind of like divert the time into you know I got to write here, I got to record here, I got to make some yeah. tracks here, kind of like, balance it out. I, but like if you and you know what? Yeah, go ahead. And you know what? I'm not bad to cut you off, but you know what? My man Bookburn, he uh. He was engineering, and my man Lyric, he was engineering. Both of them, like, he was engineering my songs one time. And both of them, they they got into it. I got, damn, I got to get into it now. Because mm-hmm. if he doing it, he doing it, shoot. I might know a female singer or rapper that's doing it. She doing it. Like, this is, yeah, this is really mm-hmm. something better. Yeah. But it's never, you know, bad to support somebody else. And they, mm-hmm. No. I always kind of look at it as, like, even if you have the skill to do it, too, it kind of almost depends on the circumstance, too, because I've had songs where it's like, I want to go to someone else and get their ear on it, you know what I mean, and get their opinion about it and work with them closely and kind of get it to a different level because it's like, you can, and then there's other songs where it's like, I want to do this whole thing myself. Like, I just kind of want to go in and mix the whole thing and put it together and then put it out. So it's like, you always have the options, too. Even if you have these skills, it's like you want to go work with other people. You can do that, collaborate and do all kinds of things. I definitely think it's interesting, too, because during the pandemic, especially a lot of artists, they learned how to do that, like engineer themselves, record themselves and pick up these new skills that they didn't have before. Uh, So I definitely think that that is something that uh, especially the last couple of years when I've been talking to people, they've always said that. They've just learned a lot of different skills that they didn't know before. They use that free time to kind of pick it up and everything. So I definitely think that's something that uh, is incredible to see. So I don't know if you've done any live shows recently or at all, especially the last couple of years. Is that something you're looking to get into eventually, especially with like the new music you're going to have coming out and everything? Definitely. Definitely. That's why I'm trying to lose this weight now. <laughs> I'm like 200-something right now, like 203. But I'm trying to get back to 185 and probably lower than that. My, my main goal, 185. But I, I wouldn't mind pushing it to 175. But I got to find a way to get into a boxing gym because that's the main way I was losing most of the weight. Mm-hmm. But 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 performing live, like, I definitely want to do that because that's like a lot of, that's where a lot of people really going to look at you and really going to see that, damn, that's really passionate. This boy mm-hmm. really passionate. Because it's, it's really good for you. Because everybody not going to just listen to your song. They want to see you perform it as well. Mm-hmm. I know I performed when I was younger, and they was liking it. 
but it wasn't at, you know, certain venues wasn't at, like, you know, a level where you can go all hype and go all rowdy. Um, but, you know, it's like, I really want to do that again. I really miss it. I, I swear I miss it. It's yeah. like hard trying to get back into it, especially with the world that's going on mm-hmm. now. Yeah. It's great to see live shows kind of coming back because I know this year was the first year where, like, a lot of festivals especially returned and they had their oh, yeah. lineups and everything. It's funny you mentioned yeah. about, like, being in shape, too, because I think a lot of artists, they don't understand that you almost have to condition your body like a sport when you're performing. You know what I mean? Like, breathing exercises, you got to diet, you got to do all these different things, you got to rehearse, yeah. do all this stuff. It's like, it's a real, like, grind and, like, a real job, too. So, uh, yeah. that's something that I think a lot of people overlook. But, like, I think that's why I'm glad I'm not like anything more than just like producing and stuff myself because i'm like i would die like, i would probably like pass out and die on stage because it's like i think a lot of artists they, they think they just hop up there and like do it you know what i mean and like, it's gonna be fine it's just like the studio recording but it's like there's a lot of energy and, that gets exerted you know what i mean and you know what you know what kind of helped me and i understood it exactly and i kept on doing it it was like when i'm in the gym it's running that helps your breath control. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, leg workouts or like, you know, playing basketball or like I said, boxing, like all four of them can really help with your breath control, your movement, your, you know, your physical, your physical attraction, man. Everybody gonna look at something. Mm-hmm. Everybody gonna see, you know, what you're trying to do. Yeah. If you moving all sluggish and everything on stage, they're gonna, gonna look more to you. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, and like I said, like your me days, like I said about your me days. It's like it's, it's mentally like you really got to put your mind at ease too, because you going you can, you be going hard all week. Mm-hmm. You got one day for yourself. That's gonna kill you. You gonna yeah. be tired as up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to keep the balance, especially. Cause, exactly. Yeah, I I I definitely feel about the overworking thing too, because there's and there's obviously people that love to do like they pull all nighters and they get hardly any sleep they don't drink enough water they don't even eat enough yeah. and they're just like oh i gotta keep working it's like if you do that you're not gonna survive you're not gonna be able to make good material and you're not gonna put out anything that's worth a damn so you might as well just take a seat and just chill watch some tv take a nap do what you got to do it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not going anywhere like the work is not going anywhere it's gonna be there when you come back uh, exactly. but yeah and it goes back to what we said about like the long continuous grind you know what i mean like it takes a long time so it's like you don't shouldn't have to be in a rush for it and yeah like live shows i I definitely think first impression is pretty much everything especially those first few shows like you want to present yourself as good as you can to people uh and just give them that first impression to be like i want to see them again you know what i mean because they gave me a quality performance i love their music i'm gonna go see them again eventually so uh that's definitely important important stuff so you mentioned you're working on uh, an EP right now. So what can you reveal about that? Like, do you have some of these songs done, almost ready to go? Like, do you have a date kind so, of scouted out, or what are you looking at? So I don't have a date right about now. Two songs are done so far due to the fact I was trying to find, like, you know, a good studio. I found two of them so far. It's Studio 524 Philly. And DP on deck, that's my man. He, uh, Diamond Plus Studios. And plus, you know, um, the engineer that worked on Donut the Dead, Ethan, he got a studio. I forgot the name. I'm sorry, Ethan, but 
he uh he got a studio. Uh my man, you might as well. So well studios. He got one. I can go over there. I might go over there uh, soon too, but mm. I got I got a total of four I can go to. And the name of the and the name of the EP is called Homicidal Thoughts. Um, like I said, I got two songs so far finished. I just need to focus on the rest of the uh the rest of the six and push it out that way and promote it. We about to drop uh one of the songs off the EP called The Meter, uh end of in the end of July. And if anything changes, I'll definitely let everybody know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, we about to drop that one um at the end of the month. Okay. But the in the name of the the name of the EP uh Homicidal Thoughts is cause all right. Back then, I had this idea of, like, through the cold coronavirus, you know, you know, deaths in the family, uh, things I went through, things I seen, uh, you know, freaking uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, coronavirus pandemic, two different things. My way of the pandemic is when Philly had that whole riot, I'm sorry, the riot thing, the riot, and... You know, it's just a lot of things that can come come along with it. Cause living in the city that I'm in, you can you can survive, and the only way is the way you to survive is when you just stay to yourself. Mm-hmm. You stay to yourself and do you. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about you know people coming up trying to rob you, hurt you. Better yet, let alone, let alone kill you while you walking home or coming in from work or you know walking your dog. Or anything, getting money out the ATM, or anything like that. That like the city is getting real turnt right now, and you know people can't really live there no more. And I see why. But matter of fact, for for instance, where you live? Uh, I live in Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. That's Bucktown. That's Bucktown. So, I, from what Bow Wow will be saying is Bucktown, but I don't know exactly how Ohio is. I've never been there before. But I'm pretty sure in every state it's a hood where it's not, you know, uh, what's the word before? It's not strict. Mm-hmm. There's no strict rules over there anywhere. They just do whatever they want. That's why I say what I say. I'm a, I'm a set of thoughts. Like, to keep in mind, I'm not a gangster, and I'm definitely not no thug, but I'm definitely not going to let nobody harm me or mm-hmm. put me on harm's way while I'm trying to do my thing for my family or my people. That's behind me supporting me. Mm. Yeah, man. I definitely feel like, too, just having those stories in the EP, too, is definitely going to be interesting to hear it, too. And it sounds like that's a lot of, like, stuff to pack in, especially the last two years. Like you said, there's been a lot in the whole world, especially just having to go down. So uh, I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to that, too. Um, do you know if there's any dead wrong music coming as well? Like you guys, are you guys working on another compilation album? You got anything coming up there? You know what? When I sent uh, the meter to King Chance, he told me so I sent the meter and another song called "Bodies Outline and Chuck to uh, King Chance. He said, "Hey, listen, we doing another, we doing another one, uh, another Dawn of the Dead, but it's gonna be something different." And when we send you over the beats, give me the same energy you gave me on these two. And I definitely need it. Like, I really, really need it. Good, keep it up. Keep up the good work. But I need you to come even harder from bodies on the ground to what you got over here. 
I'm like, you gotta tell me twice. I've been waiting for these beats for a minute now. But we're definitely gonna have another compilation. Definitely dropping more singles. The one album I'm waiting on is for King Sims to drop his album. Keep on telling that he. I'm starting to get think he being hard headed and don't listen to me. I say drop it now. Forget all that. But we on his time. I can't. You know, I can't rush his process. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all of it, man. So I'm super excited because I know like he's been, like you just said about his project, he's been talking about his project for a while, even on social media, just talking about it. And he even messaged me about it a couple of times. He's like, you got anything for me? I'm like, I don't know, man, because you guys got some pretty damn good records. So I would have to like really like get in my bag, especially to see what I got. But I'm looking forward to all the stuff you guys got coming, man. So it's going to be great. So last few questions here. Uh, these are questions I ask on every episode. First one is, if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice, maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? I would say definitely be more, definitely be more on your credit, definitely be more on your anger, definitely be more on, you know, what you want to do for yourself and definitely learn that everybody is not for everybody is really not for you and you can't help everybody when you're trying to help yourself mm-hmm. that's the mass the main i think i need like at least five right like five or six right there mm-hmm. and i think like five yeah five so those five things five or six things that was like something that i had to look back on and it's funny, you asked that question. I actually sat down and like, what was I like back in the day? <laughs> then I had to think about it. I'm like, damn, what it was like that? Oh, I didn't change this. <laughs> like, when I tell you, like, you know, my brother, uh, my brother, um, Bonzi, um, my oldest brother, he sat me down. He's the, really the person that really sat me down and told me about myself. Like, first off, you're messing up. Look at you. Like, you're looking, you're looking disgusted, player. Get yourself together. Tighten up. Like he give you that tough love because of the fact that it's just how it's just how it is. Mm-hmm. You can't just be playing with him, giving himself little buttercup, little words like, "All right, listen, don't worry, it's gonna be alright." It's no stop. Like do this, handle it this way, and once you do it like that, should be fine. And the way you was doing it, you're you're, you're doing too much. That's how you really want to do it for a real. Because nowadays, you know, people will tell you the little soft little thing. But they really need tough love for real. That's mm. what these kids need nowadays. Mm. They need tough love. That's why I don't mind it coming from, you know, my girl's family, uh, my family. My girl's family give me tough love. They act like my mother and my father. Like, dang, <laughs> all right, ooh. But, yeah, definitely those five things, man. That's the five things that I always, you know, look back on. I'm like, I'm never going back to that. Mm. That's why I'm kind of proud of how I'm progressing now. Yeah. I think it's always good, too, when you look back and you're like, I'm glad I'm not at that point anymore. You know what I mean? I'm glad I'm at this stage of life because that's how you know that things are moving in the right direction. So definitely important. So if we flip it then and we say 10 years from now, uh, where do you envision yourself in your life and your career? Um, Kids, definitely kids, but mm-hmm. I'm waiting on that. Uh, you know, kids, definitely want to teach them right or wrong, better than what I was growing up. Um, coming from, you know, from where I came from, definitely want to put them in a better environment, so better uh, suitable environment. 
a million. I need. A, I want to be a millionaire by thirty, or at least by thirty-two or thirty-five. Um, a, a business owner. Like, if this don't work out, I want to be successful somehow, and still working with Dave Vaughn and them or whatever, being in touch with them. Uh, you know, I just want to be successful. That's the main thing. If for this rap don't work, I want to be successful somehow. That's the main thing. And if I'm not in the good, you know, if I'm not a millionaire, that's cool, too. I just want to win somehow. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. Yeah. I want to own my own, not wake up and go work for somebody else so I can work for myself, do my own schedule, do my own time, have people work for me, show them how it really supposed to be done. That's the main thing. That's the main goal everybody want to go by. Mm-hmm. For real, for real. But I see myself really being successful and, you know, giving back to my community because we need something. My city needs something, mm-hmm. like B&B Rock said. Yeah, love that man. So, do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Definitely, yeah, two things. One, don't believe what everybody say that you can't do something. And whatever you, and the second thing is live. Everybody not for you, everybody definitely not gonna be around forever. You got to stand on your own, too, regardless. And don't think that people going to be in your life. Don't think that people going to really support you. You got to support yourself 100%. And the third thing, King Sims need to drop his album by the end of this month. <laughs> you don't ever hear this month, we going to fight. But no, the most I would really say is definitely those three things, bro, for real. Mm-hmm. Definitely those three things. Yeah. The third one, I'll vouch for the third one, too. I'll vouch for that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what yeah. happens, though, man. Man, Black, for that's real. all I have for you today. I really appreciate it once again, man. I, I appreciate the support, and, you know, thanks for reaching out once again. And we'll do this again soon, man. I'm sure of it. Almost oh, definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode 116. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds. And feel free to leave us that five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode. So we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone.